And a family is pleading for help, finding a woman who disappeared after she took a cross-country trip with her boyfriend. Two people went on a trip, one person returned. Still no sign of Gabby Petito, the 22-year-old woman from Long Island. When his mother didn't text me back the day I was trying to report her missing, I knew that something was wrong. Now police have named him a person of interest. Why? Why are you silent? What does it take to get a more in-depth look into the week's top local news stories? The Debrief brings you inside for a one-on-one -on -one conversation with our reporters every week, right here, right now. The Debrief. Hello, welcome to The Debrief. I'm Paisy Chang. The search for Gabby Petito is spanning several states and jurisdictions, which is why we find ourselves here in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, where Gabby Petito's family has come to search for her themselves. This is very important to the family. That's why we're doing the podcast. They're trying to drum up interest and to keep Gabby's disappearance in the news so that they can try to get as many people to help find her as possible. And so I encourage you to listen to this podcast and to share it with as many people as you can. Let's start with what we know. 22-year-old Gabby Petito, who's from Blue Point, Long Island, moved to Florida in 2019 to live with her then-boyfriend, now-fiancé, Brian Laundrie. Her family says that on July 2nd, the two embarked on a cross-country journey. They packed Gabby's white Ford van and headed west, hitting popular national parks along the way while documenting the entire experience on YouTube and Instagram. On video, their cross-country trip looked beautiful, their relationship loving and affectionate. They were supposed to end up in Portland, Oregon in October. But now Brian Laundrie is back in Florida with Gabby's van, and Gabby is nowhere to be found. Her family is clearly distraught and distressed. And so we caught up with Jim Schmidt, her stepfather, who came all the way from Blue Point, Long Island to here in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, to help with the search himself. Jim, you've been on the ground since yesterday. What has it been like? Uh, it's been uh, it's been pretty crazy here, uh, just trying to touch base with law enforcement, let them know we're here, that we're here for whatever they need to uh, assist them in the investigation. We're committed to finding Gabby and doing whatever it takes to, to help them. And tell me what you're doing here to help people find Gabby. Who have you been talking to? Uh, we've just been out here basically uh, handing out some flyers for the most part. We don't have any people that we're with that are out in the woods. We're not out in the woods. That's not what we're here for. Okay. We're just here to support law enforcement with whatever they need. And you want to also just jog people's memories, right? Like if you happen to see someone or if yeah. someone sees the poster, maybe they'll say something. Yes. Uh, yesterday when we were handing out some of the flyers, we were putting up on some of the businesses. We walked into one business in particular. And as soon as I walked in, the lady recognized my face and I had the poster in my hand and she just started to tear up. It, it was really touching. So they're very aware of it out here. This is a very transient area, which we're learning. And that's one of the other reasons why we're out here. A lot of people coming in and out. So we're just asking that anybody who has been to this area, has visited, taking pictures, videos, whatever it may be, to go back and look at those and, and take a look to see if there's anything that may be in there that could help us and help the police do what they have to do to find Gabby. We know the one person who might know where Gabby is, right? Yes. We know there's one person who knows where she is, but they can't get him to talk. Is that ridiculous to you? It's absolutely absurd. Uh, I fully understand a person's constitutional rights, their right to not speak in a situation like this, but everything you see on Facebook, Instagram, whatever it may be, it, you refer to her as the love of your life. 
Everything seemed to be happy. You were on a cross-country trip with her, and suddenly you're silent. Why? Why are you silent? Whatever may or may not have happened, you need to speak up. This is about Gabby and finding her, bringing her home to us, so we know she's safe. It's unfathomable why, why he's not speaking. It was revealed that your wife's last message that she received from Gabby said, service poor in Yosemite. That made no sense to you because she wasn't supposed to be there, right? The timeline now that we know that the van and he were back in Florida on September 1st, and looking at the time frame from the last text messages, it's really calling into question who sent them, where they came from. And we don't know. And it's it's upsetting. The video, I'm sure you saw it, right? Yes, we, we had a chance to review it. What did you think when you saw it? What were your initial thoughts? It was very upsetting to see them, a little bit of a disagreement, seeing her so upset. Uh, it, it was upsetting. And, and, and we had spoken to your wife before. She said she had no hesitations about her going on this trip at all. No, none at all. They, they took a trip within the last year and a half, and they, they enjoyed it. They loved it. They had done a lot of other trips in the meantime. They, they had fun. And uh, they were really looking forward to it. When they were at our house before they left on July 2nd, they were so excited. They were getting the van ready, and they couldn't wait to go. And to see them, you know, fighting and her so distressed, and actually the cops reacting the way they did. I, you know, what do you, hope, what do you wish those cops would have done? Uh, I, I can't comment too much on or speculate on what, what I wish they would have done. You know, what was done is done. They're traveling together in a small van together, so you know I'm sure there's going to be moments when you get a little frustrated or, or whatever it may be. But uh, they they did what they did, and you know that's 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 it. Right. You're you're visiting random campsites. You're talking to random strangers because you don't know where she is. But Brian does. What do you want Brian to do? I just want Brian to speak up and, and tell us where she is. Where where was the last place you were with her? That way we can bring her home. It's, 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 what, it's what has to be done. It's the right thing to do. Lots of questions here, particularly why Brian Laundrie hasn't spoken to police yet. He was Gabby's travel companion and her fiance. To find out more about the latest on the investigation, we spoke with Josh Taylor of the Northport, Florida Police. Here's what he told us. Josh, what is the latest in this case? Sure. So I, I think some of the latest is that we have a new FBI tip line that we're trying to get out there for anybody who may have seen Gabby or Brian and their, their vast travels, certainly in the last three weeks. And that number is 1-800-CALL-FBI. Another detail is that we are now the lead investigating agency in this, working alongside the FBI and still working alongside the Suffolk County Police Department. Also new is the fact that uh, we've now uh, identified uh, Brian as a person of interest in this case, and the fact we have revealed that we believe he was back here in Northport roughly 10 days before her family reported her missing. What new information leads you to call him a person of interest now? Well, we're now the lead agency, so we can call him what we need to. We are certainly interested in speaking with him, which has been a challenge. To define him as a person of interest is something people have just been asking for, so we've answered that. So you haven't been able to interview him even once since you have reports that Gabby was missing? That's correct. On Saturday, September 11th, we 
visited his parents' residence where both he and Gabby lived. We were basically met by the family with a piece of paper with how to contact their attorney. And we did find her vehicle, which we believe he drove here to Northport, which we took. Can you talk a little bit about what um, you're going to be looking for with the van? We've had the latest and greatest in FBI technology and our own skill set going through that. We went through that yesterday. You know, we certainly did a cursory uh, look on that vehicle. Initially, there was nothing suspicious on the outside, but sometimes you only get one shot at these things. So uh, we made sure we had all of the experts from the FBI there to use their skill set. They certainly do it uh, a lot. Uh, So I think that we're hopeful that there'll be some details that come out in that. It's going to take a little bit of time. Unfortunately, I think people want an answer right now. I think this case uh, may take some time. Everybody's asking, where's Gabby? And it seems to me that the one person who would know where she is, isn't talking. You know, yeah. what do you think of that in terms of, you know, a police investigation? Well, it's not helpful. I mean, that's the bottom line. And we're in a position where we're holding out hope that Gabby's alive. Maybe she's lost in the woods somewhere. Time is of the essence in, in getting facts and getting details in this case. Um, certainly the last known person to potentially have been with her, or we can rule that out, or whatever the case may be, we need those details to simply say nothing and to basically put out a statement yesterday that they'll remain in the background is hurting this investigation for someone that he has said is the love of his life. And that seems odd to us. I mean, you know, from a police perspective, what does that... When you say say us, I'm assuming you mean humans, because I think that's odd to everyone. There, this is, you know, this investigation is happening on two fronts. Brian is in Florida. You're trying to get information from him. Um, at what point can you, you know, bring him in for questioning? Have you done that already or have you tried? Uh, certainly we've made an attempt that, that Saturday, you know, people have, you know, with every single person we come in contact with or potentially arrest is, you know, they have the right to remain silent. It's the fifth amendment in this country. Um, Brian, if he chooses to, could potentially never talk about this. But as someone who is claiming to be innocent, or we would assume is claiming to be innocent, it's important that he share his details in this case. So this is an important point. We now know Brian Laundrie drove back to Florida on September 1st with Gabby's van. But Gabby's family does not report her missing until September 11th because they had gone too many days without speaking to her. When was the last time Gabby's mom spoke to her? The family says August 25th. They FaceTimed and Gabby said they were on their way through Grand Teton and was traveling to Yellowstone. A few days later, she received some text messages from Gabby's phone number, but she wasn't convinced they were from her. We now know it's because the text said very briefly, no service in Yosemite, which was another national park more than 800 miles away from Yellowstone, which is where she was headed. By September 11th, she filed a missing persons report with Suffolk County Police, where she lives. And to help us unravel this complicated case, we turn to a seasoned criminal investigator. Bob Bianca Vila was the former deputy chief of homicide in the Suffolk County District Attorney's Office. How is Brian Laundrie behaving in this case? You have to look at this in two ways. First of all, he's behaving the way any attorney representing him would tell him to behave, all right? Don't say anything, just be quiet. The law 
provides to him in terms of the presumption of innocent and, and not saying anything that's going to incriminate himself. The other side is that the way an investigator would look at it, the way I looked at cases for years, you know, when, when a person refuses to talk to you, it speaks volumes in terms of where you should be looking when you're investigating these cases. This case could easily be solved if he offered information, but it's not an easy case to work on. It's not an easy case to solve. First of all, it would be wonderful to locate this young woman and find her healthy and safe someplace. But at this point in time, they're looking in other directions. So essentially what they're going to have to do is focus on him and then focus on any information they can glean from many, many, many different sources on his whereabouts from the last time the family spoke to her and knew they were speaking to or communicating with her up to the point when he arrived back in Florida. Their family members are out there in Wyoming right now. They're joining the search for her. They're trying to look for her. But at the same time, Northport police in Florida are saying Brian Laundrie was driving in a van with her cross country, and he hasn't shared any information about where she might be, about how they might direct their search. She may not be in Wyoming. It's a national park. She could be anywhere along the way from Wyoming to back in Florida which is why they're going to have to use resources which are readily available to them in order to track the path of that vehicle from the time it left Wyoming to the time it arrived back in Florida. And that could be any number of things that they could do. They could track cell phone data. They could track license plate readers every time the car went through a toll booth. They can track fueling uh, depots where he may have stopped to fuel up the car. There are so many cameras that are out there these days that can that can spot a vehicle and the technology that law enforcement has in order to track these vehicles can be pretty amazing. Yesterday, the Laundry family released a statement, and I think it was striking on many, um, especially because of how cold it sort of sound, sounded. Right? They said, on behalf of the Laundry family, it is our hope that the search for Miss Petito is successful and that Miss Petito is reunited with her family. From that perspective, I mean, you know, Brian was engaged to her, right? As we were led to believe from the Instagram post and from what the family is saying, he's calling her Miss Petito now. What's going on there? Well, that's lawyer speak. They didn't prepare that statement. Whoever's representing the family in this matter drafted that and released it to the public. That's not a statement that anyone would issue involving the fiance of a loved one. This is clearly the lawyers are now blocking any intervention from law enforcement into this family. And I mean, law enforcement seemed to be pretty frustrated with the fact that they can't talk to Brian Laundry or they haven't been able to talk to him and gotten a really good idea as to where what his last steps were and where she might be. Yeah, it, it, look, it's frustrating, but it's only one avenue. Speaking to a suspect or someone, a person of interest, as they're calling at this point, that's only one avenue. There are so many other avenues, and I'm sure they are pursuing in order to locate her. You have the FBI involved. You have the Suffolk County Police Department involved. You have the law enforcement in Wyoming involved. You have a, a, a wealth of resources that are going to be looking at this investigation. The fact that he won't speak 
just tells you that you're looking at the right person and that he's the person that you should be tracking. It's not as if you have to wonder who the potential suspect is or who the potential target is of this investigation. So now go talk to his friends, see who he interacted with when he came back to town, start talking to them. Believe me, there is a wealth of work that could be done on this case that will provide important leads for, to investigators. So if you were leading the search for Gabby Petito, what would you be doing right now? I would be, as a prosecutor, making sure that all the agencies involved in this investigation were tracking down every possible way to determine where he has been from the time he came back to Florida to the time he was last seen with her, a visual sighting and interaction with her, and using the resources, whether they be cell phone records, whether they be uh, license plate readers, whether they be cameras on throughways and freeways, whether they be cameras in gas stations, any type of technology that is out there that has the ability to track is what you want to look at. Okay, I would be sending law enforcement teams to different locations where they may have been last seen to interview some witnesses there. I wouldn't be so focused on speaking to him. Okay, you know who your target is. Okay, so go out now and find information relating to that target that's going to bring you ultimately to a point where hopefully you'll be able to find this young woman. One of the reasons why the family wants to put this out there so much in the media is because they want to encourage people to come forward. You yeah. know, any little thing they might have seen could be significant. Um, can you talk about how, you know, maybe even a gas station that he stopped along the way? Absolutely. Absolutely. You may stop in a gas station. You may get an uh, interview someone in a gas station and say, yeah, he stopped here, got gas. And, and you know what? I saw him get out of the car and, and put something in the dumpster, you know? Oh, okay. Do you have a video? And sure enough, now you have a video. It's pieces of a puzzle like that that'll bring this case to fruition. You know, put the young woman's picture out there, get the public involved. Someone saw them at some point along the way. And if they haven't already found those people and haven't already started talking to those people, they eventually will come forward and give you that information. Now, by this is not to say that this case will be solved overnight, okay? Because generally speaking, these are not. This investigation could take quite some time. Putting together the pieces of this kind of a puzzle can be time consuming. Well, and while the search for Gabby continues, police say Brian Laundrie continues to be silent. His family attorney released a statement recently saying he is staying silent based on legal counsel. This has the police chief of Northport, who is the lead agency, pleading with him on Twitter to speak with detectives and share what information he has about where he last saw Gabby. Gabby's family is also pressuring Brian, suggesting he should be more concerned about his missing fiance. Again, I encourage you to share this podcast and to keep talking about Gabby Petito to help generate leads for the family. If you do know anything about this story, you're urged to call the FBI. You can reach them at 1-800-CALL-FBI. And that'll do it for this edition of The Debrief. Thanks for listening. Till the next time.